Hello and welcome to Into Your Life podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm joined here by my wonderful co-host Natalie. We have discussions with guests about ways to live happier, healthier and more fulfilling lives, both personally and professionally. That sounds great. Let's go. I am so excited. Today we have a guest on our podcast, an extrovert. How are Lenka and I going to cope with all this energy that's that's going on? And as you can see, she's even giving me some of her energy. I'm going to need a lie down after this. But before I go for a lie down, please welcome Maria Newman, who I met not that long ago through a networking meeting. We've had a couple of one-to-ones. I've even spoken in her group. But Maria ran the network meeting at 8.30 in the morning it starts and Maria was on full form for an hour and a half. I don't know how she does it, but I was ready to go to bed within 15 minutes. But she's very energetic, enthusiastic, and we just wanted to invite invite her here to come and share with us what it's like to be an extrovert and to guide us in the extroversion world. So welcome, Maria. We're so excited to have you. Hello, hello, hello. Even when you're doing my intro, I can't help but like smile. And I, I think I feel like I'm sucking the energy from you because, because I'm, I'm really excited to be here and talking to you. Well, we want you on full form. So be excited. It's great. Link and I will go for a lie down afterwards. So don't worry. Just be you, be yourself and bring that excitement and enthusiasm. But tell our audience a little bit about who you are, what you do and all that. So if you were to read my one liner on LinkedIn, you would read, I help ambitious burnt out mums to reconnect with who they are to regain their confidence and to silence their inner critics so that they can achieve their work and personal goals but obviously as an individual I'm not the job I do I'm also a mum I have two very energetic children and I would say one is an extrovert and one is an introvert and I'm married to a very lovely man who I would now, having spoken a lot more to Natalie, I would categorise him very much as an introvert. Um, and I live in sunny Bristol, although I am now looking out of my window and it's looking a bit grey and I think it's about to rain. But hey ho. So that's me in a nutshell. Oh, it's a it's a great nutshell. And I love how you have that balance of introverts and extroverts in your house and how you, because you're learning more about it, what you do, you obviously treat both your kids differently. Well, you should hope people do that anyway, but it, you obviously need to have a different understanding for the introvert kid as opposed to the extrovert kid. So it sounds really exciting. But my question to you, because it's it's something I don't understand, Explain a little bit about how you feel. So this is this is obviously your experience, your opinions, and your personal knowledge is how does an extrovert, how is it to be an extrovert? How do you guys function? Yeah, well, that's a really interesting question. And the reason why I say it's an interesting question is because I think unless you take the time 
to think about how it feels you're just doing it so you're you're intrigued by how it's like what it's like to be an extrovert whereas well this is just my like norm this is how I am so that is a really interesting question so as I'm thinking about it because obviously extroverts we just like form our thoughts as we're speaking we speak out loud it can feel exhausting because you have this buzz of energy and then as you're talking to people and you're getting the buzz from them as well it's like it feels like a volcano I suppose that's like bubbling and then and then there's that explosion where you think oh my goodness I think I have actually used up all of my energy and I now too need to go and have to lie down because I'm exhausted from being just so energetic so yeah even being an extrovert can feel um, exhausting but there's always a little bit of energy there left you know it doesn't there's I'm gonna I'm gonna um, relate to something else it's as if you just light the touch paper and an energy just appears and and so yeah you can be a bit oh dear I was gonna say you can be a bit like a trigger and just go whoosh and think I know I was tired where did that come from I mean obviously you know there's still energy in me so I can't remember um Natalie if you were at the meeting where um this is the networking meeting that I run that you talked about earlier where I didn't have a very good night's sleep and I thought well you know I need to be awake I need to be on it I need to be enthusiastic because it's a morning meeting and not everybody is ready for a morning meeting so I had a caffeinated coffee now for those of you who have been pregnant and you were sort of told well you know caffeine's no good for you drink decaf I've been drinking decaf coffee now for over 10 years and whenever I have caffeinated coffee I literally can feel the tingle in my fingers and I just feel sorry for the people who are at the meeting I did apologize beforehand I did say to them look I have had a cup of proper coffee and whereas usually I'm bubbly and enthusiastic it's going to be tenfold so just prepare yourselves so at least you know I allowed allowed everybody in the room (laughs) an opportunity to just go right okay we're ready let's do it does does that give you a feel it does and I love that you started talking about energy because one of the topics that when we're talking about the extroversion and introversion we touch on quite a lot with Natalie it's defining the differentiator between how introverts and extroverts get re-energized how they find more energy and that my definition kind of the difference between introvert and extrovert or at least from my experience it is that I do recharge through things that I do in isolation, that I do in solitude, activities where I'm either in a deep conversation with one person or alone doing things. And from my understanding and experiences with people who are more towards the end of the spectrum on the introvert extroverted side, for them, it's more the people, the connections, bigger groups, more bus, more energy out and about. So 
is this how you would define the difference or is there anything else that you would see well for me the definition or my understanding of an extrovert versus introvert would also be based on something else I think definitely it is being with people and that buzz and re-energized getting re-energized by being with people um but I think it's also how like how we think so I naturally and I think over time I have adapted my thinking but my natural state for thinking and developing ideas is to talk things through and to develop them externally whereas I know as introverts and I'm thinking of my husband in particular who sits next to me usually when we're um, when we're working but I know he's his thoughts very much he develops them internally and when he's sort of happy that he's got um a more prepared response or thing then he'll talk about it whereas I I talk and and form at the same time so I think again it's that's a, a major difference as to you know how how you can how you think and how, what your thought process is like but it does it there there's that theme isn't there where it's the difference between are you doing things externally and with people or are you doing it internally and more um, in smaller groups or in isolation? So I think there's a theme, but it is a clear difference. One of the things that, that we often talk about, and when I say we, I'm talking about introverts, is the social media or the business arena, whether you're sitting at home on your own, but you're on Zoom or you're on LinkedIn or or wherever you are can feel like a really noisy place for an introvert it can feel overwhelming because there's this energy of lots of people mm. lots of of things going on so my question to you is as an extrovert how do you feel about the business arena how does that feel so you sitting at home, you're working at home, so you're essentially on your own. Is that different uh, and how does that impact you compared to if you were sitting with other people? But just the business arena on its own, does it feel energizing to you? It depends the environment that I'm in. Um, I think I've got used to being at home and working from home to start with. And it was really lonely. And um, I suppose in a way, although it's because it's my business, that's what's kept me motivated. But I know that when I used to work from home, for example, when I was still in my corporate job, I'd miss the fact that I could get up and go and talk to someone and go and share an idea with someone. And obviously when you're working from home, you can't like go to the other room to see someone because there's nobody else in the other room. You're just in the house by yourself. So I think I sort of had become used to it or I'd already entered that type of environment because I used to work from home occasionally when I was in corporate. But I definitely have missed it and now I think I've um, got into the habit of it I've created a habit so I know my workspace I know that I can call upon people 
when my husband isn't here, although this is going to sound really weird. So the way we work, my husband is employed. I'm self-employed. We're in this room together that I'm speaking with you from now, but we don't talk to each other during work time. So we sort out the kids. We'll then come into the office. We work, say, from nine till 12. We go downstairs. We have lunch. We talk. And then we come back upstairs from 12.30 until one of us has to go and get the children. But we don't really talk to each other. So... But the fact that I have someone sat next to me and I have company makes me feel comfortable. Um, and but he doesn't work in this office on a Tuesday or a Thursday. That's when he go when he goes into work, and that's when I I can feel my mood, my energy levels dip because. I've got used to him I, during lockdown. I obviously got used to him being here five days a week. And then more recently, he's only been going into the office the last, I don't know, three or four months, where I've noticed my energy levels on a Tuesday and a Thursday, they dip. And my motivation and inspiration has dipped. So I've become reliant on a presence even if we're not talking to each other and we don't we don't even work in a similar field so it's not like we can be talking to each other about what we do because there's a, a similar thing um so I know as an extrovert I need to do stuff to raise my energy levels so I will always unless I'm obviously talking to someone I'll always be listening to music or I'll be listening to um, a motivational speaker. Even if I'm not like listening because I'm working, I need to have that background noise, let's call it, so that I'm it, it's filling me up because silence is no good for me unless I need to concentrate on something. And to be honest with you, even if I really need to concentrate, I'll still have like some quiet music playing in the background. Silence is, I think, I find it really difficult just for silence if I need energy. If I need to go to sleep, I have to have silence. And I think that goes back to, otherwise I'm feeding off the thing that I can hear, whatever it is. So yes, um, within being in business, and working I've developed like coping mechanisms so that I can still get that energy and I enjoy um, the business world and being in and amongst like-minded people whether they're an extrovert or an introvert I just like talking to people who share that the fact that they're business owners and we're we might not be in the same boat but we're in the same storm we're trying to progress our business and help people so does that answer your question I think it's beautifully said and I'm finding fascinating that it makes a difference just to have a human body next to you like a living human body next to you that there doesn't need to be an interaction or anything that just the physical the energy of the presence of the person makes such a difference and it really then gets me thinking into more of the 
deeper kind of a quantum physics of like the energy and vibrations of how that might be influencing both introverts and extroverts without going into more of the psychological yes is it the conversations is it the option to bounce ideas of each other is it the option to brainstorm but simply on the mechanical level of the energy exchange of a person next to you i find it very fascinating is there anything that you found very common if people have misconceptions about extroverts because for me it would be one of those things that extroverts always have to be in conversation with people they always have to have lots of people around them not just physically present but more interactive that they need to brainstorm more talk more engage more is there something be it on a personal family level or on the business level that you find are very common misconceptions that people still think our oh, extroverts are xyz they need xyz they behave more like this which actually might not be so true yes so as you were talking the one thing that really screams out is that i think all introverts think that all extro extroverts are super confident and i think in the opposite way probably a, a massive misconception is that extroverts might think that all introverts are lack confidence but it is and that's why I think extroverts potentially are good at covering it up because they can just like talk because we extroverts are good at talking, but it's, it's understanding is that talking as a coping mechanism or is that talking because you are confident and you have something that you want to convey. So I think the big thing is just because you're an extrovert doesn't mean that extrovert is confident and I know like Natalie confidence is a whole new a whole subject in itself anyway but I think that is like the biggest myth because I mean I would say that I am a confident individual but there will be situations that I have been in I'm thinking oh my goodness I am lacking confidence here. How am I going to deal with this? Um, and, and in some cases, it's all about you fake it till you make it. You show up, you have a go, you take action, <laughs> you accept what will be, will be. Um, and there are times, you know, where I'm going, I really don't want to go and do that thing. Oh, I don't want to go to that place. I just like I'm not quite sure about this um so yeah I'm not always confident I'm a confident individual but it's I think confidence is very situational and the more varying situations you put yourself in the more your confidence will grow um so yes confidence and extroversion don't necessarily go hand in hand um maybe some people might think that extroverts are know-it-alls I don't know whether hand in hand that might be well it's just that extroverts like to share stuff and because we extroverts can be quite in your face and like feed off of you that it might come across that 
as extroverts, we might know it all. Doesn't necessarily mean that we think we know it all. Um, that one just came to my head. I'm now, sorry, extroverts, if I'm giving you a bad name, I, I'm in the bucket as well. Um, but I think extrovert, myth, myth, myths. I don't know if this is a myth, but I know that extroverts can be overwhelming. And I'll give you an example where I was told I was overwhelming. Oh, it's a lesson, a nice lesson. So um, this was when I only just started working in the corporate world. And I was a very enthusiastic graduate, you know, first job, want to do my best, want to create a good impression. And um, three of us had been put forward for an award. And to decide who got the award, we had to be interviewed. And I didn't get the award, I gave. I came joint second. Um, but the feedback that I got was, Maria, you're like a puppy. You're very enthusiastic and you can sometimes be a bit too much. And oh my goodness, when I got that feedback, I was like, oh my word, my, my career is over. I need to like pull back. Now, to put this into context, and this discussion is amazing, I was being interviewed by some senior engineers. My husband is an engineer, and I'm going to say typically engineers are introverts. So I now can appreciate how there's this young graduate that comes into the interview who's all enthusiastic and there's lots of energy going on and these introverts are going oh my word too much please can we tone her down we can't take it she's sucking the energy out of us we need to go and have a lie down so that I think is very clear and real example of where extrovert meets introvert there's a bit of this but you know we're all people it's okay I've learned they may have learned who knows but it's okay it really shows how if you don't have an understanding of one or the other and knowing what you you know which one you are where you are how you can clash because if you had been interviewed by a fellow extrovert you know it could have been really different because you would have attracted each other and just yeah. created this energy and and as you mentioned earlier this volcano of energy and <laughs> erupted and it could have gone a totally different way but it just shows how different personalities can come off in a totally different way being enthusiastic there's nothing wrong with being enthusiastic and like you said majority of engineers are introverts and you must probably blew into that room bright I mean I, I see you bright you're always very elegant and bright and colorful and you, your arms wave about as you're talking and you're moving and your hope you know it's like I can't yeah. sit still I need to speak yeah. and you know 
like you said, your first job going in for, for this interview, the excitement must have just been like too much to handle. And it's like, oh, my word. And, and these poor introverts is like, oh, what happened? But it, it is, I mean, this is something that is slowly some corporates are starting to understand the difference and realizing it is not about being overwhelming. It's just about being who you are and being enthusiastic and feeding off the energy. Sometimes I, I, I swear extroverts are vampires. You just <laughs> all the energy, <laughs> suck it all in. <laughs> I found it interesting that you say that extroverts are sucking the energy because for me, for like even this conversation, for me, I can, as an introvert, I can feed off this energy. It is re-energizing me to a point. Can imagine if you would have like a cup of coffee and would be full on, that might be a little bit too much. But it's interesting that even just introvert and introvert, and we know with Natalie that we're on a different levels of the scale of introversion, might feel differently because for me, this is giving me energy and it's giving me life and it's giving me all the good vibes. But it also gets me thinking about some of the very important skills that often introverts might be labeled as better at such as empathy and social skills and you kind of touched on it it maybe those engineers back then didn't have certain social skills or maybe you as an extrovert not have certain social skills is there anything that you think that be it an introvert and extrovert just us as human beings overall that we all could use a little bit more work on ourselves to really feel better and create better environment for each other and others around us so this, I think that is a, a great question because I think we spend too much time worrying about what's going on outside of ourselves rather than thinking about ourselves because the only person we are in control of is ourselves we can't make someone else act in a different way because we wish it or we want it and it's not our responsibility either we should not seek to control someone else but we can decide how we are going to be and how we can see the world and how we're going to be in the world so I think regardless of what label we want to put on ourselves the one thing that will really benefit us and then therefore other people is self-awareness. To really understand how we are as individuals and to be comfortable with how we are and who we are um, and not to seek validation from anybody else or to change for external approval but at the same time, to be really kind and respectful of other people, um, to appreciate that it's not about treating someone how you want to be treated. It's about treating someone at the point at where they're at and how they are at. Because, you know, I if I, can you imagine if I treated everybody in the way that I would like to be treated? Oh my goodness people would be like running and I'm doing it respectfully but people would be running you know I'd be like maybe maybe not with everybody but you know I that, that so so I think 
I go back to it. The key is self-awareness. Who are you? What are you about? How do you act? How does that affect other people? What are your triggers? What are your personal buttons that could get pressed? Really appreciate them because that is you. You have control over you. You, you, if you are, if your self-awareness is good, you know how when you act in a certain way, how that could affect, impact, influence other people. So the one thing we can all do as human beings is number one, be more self-aware and be honestly self-aware. And number two, when you're with people, be respectful, be kind. It's really interesting that you use self-aware and when you have an understanding of who you are and how you function in different environments that can help you to like you said be be with others if you are a self-aware extrovert and you are talking to an introvert you are most probably going to be slightly different than if you are talking to a fellow extrovert because the energy is different. And I think the same is with, with introverts. If we are aware that we are introverts and, and how it works is when, and I know when I'm talking to an extrovert, I mean, like Lenka says, I do, my energy goes up. I do get more energized and more energetic, but then I, I, burn out quicker because I've obviously used energy in in like a whoo, quick instead of just spreading it out but then if I'm aware of that it's like okay what can I do can I just go stand somewhere in a corner and drink my coffee and look like I'm on a phone, phone call or something just to catch my breath but when you are aware you can help others you can help the other person that you're talking to is if I'm really don't feel energetic or something and I'm talking to an extrovert, it's almost like I can suck the energy dry. I can just, you know, give them like the black hole of despair. <laughs> and it's not intentional. It's just because I'm being an introvert and the extrovert is like, <gasps> but if I'm aware of it, then I can say or do something to up my energy. Like you said, it's, it's about being aware but also love this, you know, with respect and kindness, because regardless of whether you know yourself or not, I think just treating people with respect and with kindness should go without saying, but it doesn't always. And, and especially in the business environment, especially if you're networking or you are having meetings or anything, you don't know what that business owner is going through. You don't know if down the line, that can be a support to you or you might need their services or, or something, but just treating a human as a human and treating others with respect and kindness should happen whether we're introverts or extroverts and, and how we use our energy. I think I really love that you brought that up. I think that that's a great reminder. You're welcome. Are there some tips that you use when you're dealing, whether they're introverted clients or your husband or fellow business owners? What, 
sort of top tips can you share with your fellow extroverts on how to not necessarily how to run your business but maybe how to be in a networking meeting or how to handle clients who are not necessarily extroverted like you are just some tips to your your fellow extroverts out there because we we do love love them as introverts we do love the extroverts so the first one is space as an extrovert i usually and this is where you know it's a habit that i'm practicing is to be focused on the individual that's talking and to listen to the individual that's talking and just because that individual stops to take breath that's not necessarily a cue for you to start talking so space focus on the person give them some space um i actually had a client a couple of weeks ago who is an introvert and i was very aware she didn't sort of come in and go hi my name is Nicola and I'm an extrovert an introvert I could tell that she was an introvert and very quickly I gave her plenty of space because I know like we were talking about earlier she's processing her thoughts she's processing the questions that I'm asking her and she needs space so when you're dealing with a, an introvert whether they're a client whether they're a peer, whether they're someone you've only just met and you don't know them, just give them some space. The second thing, which I sort of mentioned in the first thing, is be with that person. If you're having a conversation, a conversation will only happen if you're listening to that person. And that means listening with both your ears and trying to switch your brain off because you might miss something you might miss something that's really vital and I think as extroverts in particular like I said a minute ago I think we are really I can say really good we naturally because we want to like say our stuff because it's not quite formulated so we want to say it so that we can formulate it while saying it we're ready to jump in on what the person has said. So my second tip is listen to the person that is speaking. Don't try and multitask and listen and formulate at the same time because it doesn't work. Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, you can't do it. 100% with that person. And the third thing, if you're in a room full of people, don't naturally zone in on the person that's like mirroring you because they'll be mirroring you because they're probably an extrovert as well. Have awareness, see that word again, of the whole room. And this is something that I was very much aware of whilst running um, the networking meetings, which were online, to just be aware of everybody that is in that meeting because there will be people who are extroverts and who will be joining in the conversation and they're like nodding and they're like have a comment they're using the chat box and it's all going and they're having a great time and then there's the extrovert the introverts are saying oh my goodness whoa there's a lot going on in this meeting isn't there I just haven't had time to like 
match what everybody's saying. I can't keep up with it all. So it's awareness as to everybody in the room and knowing what the room needs and the people in the room need rather than what you necessarily need. So those are my three tips. Great tips they are, um, really good ones. Um, as an introvert, I really, I appreciate the space. I appreciate the space. <laughs> so I'm very curious because I, it's taken me a while to realize the difference between introversion and extroversion. And my journey was long and wondering, and I needed the world to literally lock down to, you know, yo, this is it. So I'm always interested in how people find out and realize the difference, whether they're introvert, extrovert, and where they are almost on, on that sort of spectrum in a way. So I'd love to find out from you, how, when did you realize you were an extrovert and, and what sort of made you aware or what happened that you like, ah, this makes sense. I think I've just always known, to be honest with you. And I think because I'm probably quite up the extrovert scale, it's a bit more obvious. I think if you're more in the middle or in the middle range on either side, I think it's probably less obvious. But I've, I've always, I've, I've always known. Um, I think some of it's in my DNA. I think some of it comes from my culture. So I'm my parents are Greek Cypriots. It's a Mediterranean culture. We love people. We love, I mean, you know, I've got a big fat Greek family. I mean, how, I'd never survive. I feel sorry for my fellow introvert Greek people because that's just must be a nightmare. They're, they're like permanently needing a lie down. So I think always known and then obviously when you go into the corporate world you have take all these tests and so on because you know we need to know the different uh, personalities in the team and the, how the different team members think behave what they like what they don't like what their biases so since the age of 22 I've probably gone through a series of tests whether it's Myers-Briggs or whatever that has told me yes Maria you're right. You are an extrovert. What you've known is true. Um, but I think the thing that has happened as you become more aware, and I read and listen to a lot of um, books on thinking, personality, self-help books, psychology. I think that's helped me a lot to say, right, OK, then. So I'm an extrovert. I know that. I've got no problems with it. I accept it. However, there's lots of different personalities in the world and it's given me the space to go, right, you need to take each individual as that, as an individual. Because, you know, we might label ourselves as an introvert or an extrovert, but there are lots of other labels that we can slap on our heads as well. And no two individuals are the same. So I think the biggest thing is, is accepting that everybody you meet, and there's a brilliant, um, I had a one-to-one -one with an, an amazing guy, Rory. I can't remember Rory's surname that. But he said to me, no expectations for maximum treasure. 
So turn up to everything with no expectation. Take people for who they are because then you will find the treasure and not just you as in me, myself, but the other person will find treasure as well. So yeah, obvious, 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 obvious. And I, and my daughter, she is an obvious extrovert. And my son, he's, he is confident, but he is an introvert. He likes his own company. He likes doing his things in his own way. Um, he's quite happy to be um, drawing by himself, Lego by himself. Whereas my daughter, she wants company. She'd rather have someone with her drawing Lego, whatever. Um, she's quite happy to stand on stage and be the centre of attention and feed off the audience and her fellow actors. Whereas my son, he'd rather just be part of the chorus he loves singing and he loves being on stage but he'd rather be part of the chorus that's fine you know so and and it is it's exactly like you said at the beginning it's just appreciating how they're different because you can treat them it's funny with children because they want to be treated the same but I don't think at that age they appreciate that I can't treat them the same because they are different I'm so going to have this conversation with them. This is a, ah, oh, this is great. I like it. So, I yeah. That at the beginning where you were talking a little bit about family and that potentially being an extrovert, it's part of your DNA. It's part of who you are. And that got me thinking into some of the studies I've heard recently where it is shown now that introverts are more likely to be pessimistic and depressed and struggle with certain mental health illnesses and that extroverts are more on the happier, more optimistic side of the scale. And I'm always questioning, is it genetically given? Is it something within us, within how our genes and how our bodies and minds are designed that and then end up not only being extrovert, introvert, but then being more prone to certain illnesses or certain behaviors, or is it in more the society, the environment, the way we end up being treated or engaging with others? Again, talking about the energies that we exude that potentially help people to be more optimistic, more happy, more balanced, or feel more burnout, more depression more anxiety do you have any observations or experiences with that so if I think of my own experiences and some of the things I've read I think if an individual so I'm going to put extroversion and introversion aside for one one second but I think we know from studies that have happened that if you look on the positive side of life life will feel easier you will generally be happier. So I think there's a difference between being having a positive outlook on life or being more focused on the negative. And that's the same as, and I, I think I've I wrote a blog about this probably about a year ago. It's when you look at people and you think, oh, that person's really lucky. Everything always goes their way. Oh dear, but that person, always bad luck. 
And again, I think that's the difference between how you view life, whether you view life through a positive lens or a negative lens, whether your focus is more biased towards seeing the silver lining in things as opposed to the stormy clouds. Um, and I don't know whether an extrovert naturally is always going to be positive and an introvert is always going to be negative. And as you were talking, I was thinking, all right, then, well, see, this is the extrovert, like thinking as you're talking. But I was thinking, well, okay, then. So there's me as an extrovert and there's my husband as an introvert. Do I generally have a more positive outlook on something that's going on versus my husband? Does he tend to see negative things? And I am going to say, I'm going to have, he's away at the moment. I'll have this conversation with him when he comes back because I think it'd be fascinating. I think in the main, as just, you know, that's a small, very small sample size. Um, I think I tend to have a more positive outlook on things than he does. But the other thing I'd say is that the way I am, I'm more of a, an emotional feeling person. Whereas my husband is more of a numbers data person. So I think naturally I will be more positive, even if I've got no evidence that something's going to turn out well, whereas my husband will always look to numbers to determine whether it's a good or a bad thing. So I think I am, I'm going to go back to what I said before. We're all individuals. No two people are the same. And there's lots of things that make up um, whether we have a positive outlook or our bias is more towards a negative outlook. Because you can also say, well, you know, look at your childhood and the experiences that you've had and the evidence through experience that you've collated that has said, well, you know, when X happens, then Y is going to be the result. So I don't know. I think I think we could generalise, but I think also by generalising, we're probably... No, I don't think it's possible to actually generalise. I, th I think there's a lot. It's like a recipe. You've got there's lots of different things that go into it, which then determine how you view life. And like, yeah, that's really interesting. That if there are studies that have said that introverts are more prone to depression and being pessimist versus extroverts that are more prone to being positive. Oh, I see. I'm extrovert I'm so glad I'm an extrovert sorry introvert sorry <laughs> I loved it it's it's great to see the balance of kind of the nature versus nurture what is more important the genetic material we've been given versus the environment that we've grown up with that shaped mm -hmm. us and both of them are equally unique and both of them impact us in uh, many unpredictable ways so I love that you kind of stayed in the zone of well both of them play a role and let's not just chuck all us introverts into the sad depressed uh always worried kind of a bunch because yeah there's definitely a balance in there but it's something that i'm quite curious to explore mm. because there have been some research that really goes 
back 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 to our first human fellows back in the day where us homo sapiens just started becoming who we are and looking how we then started spreading throughout the planet and following certain genes that show that yes there are certain genes that make us more positive pessimistic versus optimistic so it could be a little bit coded in the genes but i would definitely agree with you that lots of the things that happen to us as we go can have such a massive impact no matter what the genetic information we carry are and also i think if we're talking about you know like attracts like if there are extroverts being more attracted to extroverts and introverts being more attracted to introverts then we're um we're influencing each other. So if, say, the underlying, I was going to say symptoms, the underlying things are that you're more prone to depression, you're more prone to being pessimistic, you're pr more prone to a negative outlook, then if you group all of those people and, you know, all of that energy, you're just magnifying the, the depression, the negativity that, so, you know, you're just growing that. And over time, it will get bigger and bigger and bigger, but then the same from an, an extrovert point of view. So you can see how over time, both of those streams magnify and that's why i think that every introvert needs to have an extrovert friend and why every extrovert needs to have an introvert yes. if you can find it within a family within a business world there needs to be balance because yes we can learn so much from each other of each other ourselves through conversations like this and i have absolutely loved this chat that we had that really made me think so much more about both myself and looking inwards at better understanding myself, but using that also to then relate better to my fellow human beings, no matter if they're introverts or extroverts. Oh, likewise, it's been lovely. Thank you for inviting me to speak and to be part of this conversation. It has been, been wonderful, but before we let you go, <laughs> like we can hold you but before before you go you mentioned the the magic word earlier is books now Lenka and I are big readers we're big bookworms and we there's a lot of episodes talking about books so we would love to have a list not not a, like a huge list just your top one or two or three books that you would recommend that people read or we could read we so share, share us your book knowledge. I'm looking through my Audible list because the way I consume information the best is through Audible. It's just the best way I learn. So some really good books. So I, I am going to have to give you this. Sorry, sorry. So the first one I'm going to talk to you about is The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins amazing um really good simple advice that you can bring into your life straight away and for me makes perfect sense um the anatomy of peace which is by the arbinger institute and the way the book is written is through story it's a, it's not so it's a non-fiction book but it's told through a story it's brilliant. And that is all about you looking at you 
as opposed to you looking at the outside world and going, well, I've got no control over that because of them. And it's like, well, hang on a second. What are you doing to affect that? Brilliant. Um, 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 another good one, another good one. The untethered soul. Is that what it's called? I'm reading it right now and I can't think in progress. The Untethered Soul. So that's by Michael Singer. And again, that's a very inward looking um, book because it's exactly what I said earlier on. We cannot control anybody out there. It's none of our business. It's not up to us. But we can control ourselves. And when something externally happens that sets us off for whatever reason, that is your cue to go, what's going on in there for me that meant I reacted rather than I responded? Brilliant book. And I'm going to give you one more. I want to give you one more. Uh, so this might be a little bit far out there for some people, but it's called The Law of Attraction Essential Collection by Esther and Jeremy Hicks. And, it, and she's speaking through Abraham. And it is, it can, it can be a little bit out there, but the good thing is it, mi it actually mixes science with, you just have to believe it. But that is another good, and I could go on forever, but I'm going to stop because otherwise I won't stop. I love your choices. Yes, the, the five second rule, read it, love it. Five, four, three, two, one, just get on and do it. I do love that book. And The Anatomy of Peace, guess what's going on to my book list to, to buy. And I have The Untethered Soul on my to read bookshelf. So, oh, that looks like it might actually make it out of my list to the top of the list. So thank you for that. And I've, I've heard of the um, Abraham Hicks and, and, and all these. I've never really looked into it much but I'm going to have a look at this and see what it's all about because I've heard a lot of good yeah. things about it I've just never done something with it so maybe this has been my little nudge to um, take a look so thank you for that thank you for sharing those it's 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 great and obviously our audience can choose whether they want to read any of these books but they've obviously helped you and we always open to having new ideas for books because they do help us they guide yeah. us and not all books are for everybody which is fine this is why when our audience or when our guests mentions a book it's like oh I need a new book so I have new book for my book my book list and I have a new book to or a choice to read so thank you for that really appreciate you coming here it's been really great to have you share with us what it's like to be an extrovert, to help us to understand a little bit more other than to think, oh, my God, there she comes. Help. Get me out of here. <laughs> and it's been it's been really wonderful because, as Lenka said, we do need to have extrovert friends as introverts. And I think it's great for extroverts to have introverted friends connections tribe whatever you want to call them so thank you so much really appreciate it and where can people find you if they want to connect with you if they want to reach out to you where can they find you 
Uh, well, I'm in most places. So obviously, because I'm an extrovert. Um, so you can come and connect with me on LinkedIn as Maria Newman. Or if you type into your search engine, Mummy on a Break, you will also find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I have a podcast. Yes, most places. Oh, and TikTok. Okay, now I need to lie down. <laughs> Thank you so much. Really appreciate this. And yeah, if any of our audience has any questions or if you're an extrovert and you want to add to what Maria has said, just write in the comments. We'd love to hear your experience. And if you are an introvert, how has it been listening to an extrovert speaking? Because the energy has been very different. There has been more energized more energetic it's the only way i can describe it but it's been really great to have you really appreciate you being here so thank you if you enjoyed listening to our conversation please share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe we would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and write a short review 